Welcome everyone to Mission Daily. If you're here, then you know what's up. I'm Chad. This is Stephanie. And we are here with a daily podcast for you. If you're looking to level up your health, wealth, wisdom, maybe discover the secrets of the universe, you're in the right spot. Hit subscribe and subscribe over at mission.org to our weekly newsletter. It's for executives, it's for entrepreneurs and people looking to change the world. If you'd like to learn more about working with us, head over to mission.org studios or click the link to work with us in the show notes. We'll hear from you soon. Let's jump into the show. Happy Monday, Steph. Happy Monday. Feels good to reconnect. It does feel good to reconnect. And this morning, it almost looked like it was going to rain. I know. In Palo I was, Alto, that's a rarity. I was talking to my podcast guest about that. She was talking about how in Canada, it was like Florida weather and it was kind of raining. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. I kind of miss rain droplets, whatever they feel like. <laughs> Who are you interviewing? <laughs> um, Gail Kaufman. She works at this company, Wolseley, which is a B2B wholesale company for like plumbers and like trade jobs, essentially. So it can be HVAC units, but guess their revenue. A lot of like... Um... Okay, let me guess first before I ask the question. Yeah. Um, I don't know, a billion a year. 22 billion. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've never heard of this company, Wolseley. Like, who am I interviewing? And I look it up, I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> this is the largest company I think we've had on the show. So many companies out there like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's tempting to believe that you need social media or you need to have some type of like online presence. But in reality, so many of these companies are large and in charge yeah. and in the real world and nobody knows about them. Yeah, no, and I think it was also a good reminder about like how much opportunity exists out there, especially building B2B businesses. Yeah, B2B businesses with uh, things that demands that aren't going away anytime soon, right? Like you hear Bezos talk about what's not going to change in 10 years. Yeah. Buildings needing great plumbing and great, you know, industrial solutions that don't break. That's not going to change. Yep. And then also just thinking about like building a business around what are people struggling with that in, in that industry? Because she mentioned that a lot of the people in these trade jobs, they're focused on like being efficient and saving time because every hour, you know, is like they like can a make money. Hour. Yeah. yeah. And that oftentimes these people are forced into working inefficiently by their vendors and stuff because that's what they're used to. And they don't have time to push back and complain. They're just like, well, I've always gone to like these retail branches to buy the wholesale units. And like my salesperson always buys it for me. And I talk to them when I need it. And, and they're just used to that. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so she was just like, we need to push our customers into working more efficiently because they're so used to something and the industry has set them up that way that we actually have to retrain them. And it might be like a painful process, but like that's what we're down for. And I thought that was yeah. a good reminder for anyone that there's probably a lot of areas like this that you know, your customer might need to be nudged a bit to do something more efficiently, even if it takes a lot of training. Such a good reminder, because when when you're in the industry, when you're in the trenches, when you're in, you know, working with the pipes or whatever these uh, folks in these SMBs are doing, you forget that it could be better. Or that's why, you know, an outsider's view, I think, is so important. Get some fresh eyes, get some beginner's mind to the problems at hand. Yeah. And it was even, um, yeah, like you said, it's just such a good reminder to like, look at different industries and how to solve problems there. And it'll probably help you in your own life to kind of look around and see like, well, what am I struggling with? And what am I, you know, doing things in like the old way of doing things? Because I've always done it that way. Yeah. Like, how can I disrupt my own life? And one thing she mentioned was like curbside pickup. And, you know, that seems obvious now with COVID of like, oh, yeah, everyone's doing curbside pickup. But when you think about it from like a wholesaler perspective, it's like, oh, they're probably like the fact that they're even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing contactless pickup on the curb. 
that disrupts everything. Like you don't really need a whole storefront anymore where customers come in. How do you think about like how the, you know, cars flow through your parking lot now? You don't really need parking lots. And there's just a lot of interesting things and a lot of disruptions coming that I think were just fun to hear about and think about. Yeah. And it's fun too, thinking about like how much better does life get for all of us if we can each start to identify these processes, these three week periods of inefficiency or just how things have always been done and then shake them up and improve them. And each of us right now can probably spot this week if you go out a period of inefficiency, right? There's that one week time, uh, you know, back and forth, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, just be on the lookout for it because you never know how helpful it could be to you, your boss, your team, uh, or whoever, you know? Yeah. One thing, um, when it comes to spotting things that are being done inefficiently for me, at least was, you're going to laugh at this, but like clothing, like picking out outfits and stuff. I know, you know, back in our one bedroom, I have an entire closet of clothes and it was more from when I worked like, you know, at Google and corporate days when I needed more than a couple outfits. But now I've just had in our room, just a clothing rack with maybe like seven outfits on it. And I realized like it was taking up so much time going back to my closet, looking for an outfit, like thinking about it, trying it on, like so much of like cognitive load of like thinking about the outfit for the day, whereas just reducing the decisions and the inefficiencies around like picking something and just having like, here's my outfits for the week has helped save actually a lot of time for me. Same. That's why I reduced it down to a cubby. I think it's- uh... (laughs) You do just have a cubby now. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm not losing any sleep over it. I like it. And it's, uh, yeah, great cognitive um, reduction, cognitive freeing practice. Any other inefficiencies that you can think of that you're spotting right now or thinking about, about how to make a more seamless day and a more like saving your time? Well, my interview process and, you know, drafting questions and everything, I'm going to get a little bit better with that. I think you've inspired me a lot with what you're doing with Up Next uh, in Commerce because the process is really, really efficient. The show's going great. The guests love the experience and uh, things in hidden in plain sight, they're going well, but there are some things that I can do to make the process flow better. So there's some inefficiencies there. Yeah, um, that's cool. So what were we supposed to talk about today? Well, now reconnecting. I'm, yeah, now I'm all about talking about efficiencies, <laughs> but yes, we are supposed to be reconnecting because I thought it was very interesting that last week, I think you started reaching out to some of your old high school friends yeah. Which so at first I was like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I started reaching out to um, basically four different people. I think this is a, a fun, practical experiment. Anybody can you know follow along doing this. And here's what I did. So I reached out to a friend from childhood. So from a long, long time ago that I hadn't talked to in a while. Which I think 12, childhood do you? 12 years. Uh, kindergarten. This was like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, a little bit before kindergarten. Uh, so the year before and then during and uh, after. So I hadn't talked to him in about 12 years. There was a friend from high school that I hadn't uh, talked to or seen in a decade. There was my best friend from college and then my best friend from my last job. So let's just, that was just the military. Mm-hmm. Um, in my final deployment, I had a really good friend. So I reached out to all four of them and I learned a lot about myself in the process and just a lot about, I think I had these, you know, different ideas about time and about how things change or how they don't change and how you remember things is, you know, it's easy to say, well, oh, you just don't remember things accurately or certain people remember things better than others or whatever. But I think relationships lend themselves to misanalysis 
when the time period gets like when the time period elapses that, you know, you haven't seen people in a while or whatever, you can kind of forget things. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't really remember what happened too well. So here's the feedback. I connected with a childhood friend and it was very clear, you know, things that like it was it was kind of fun catching up, but it was pretty clear, like, you know, things that had changed and we we're like such different people. And it was like the, my heart was in the right place and everything. Um, and it's just going to be a challenge in those conversations if you do or if you are brave enough to like pick up the phone, text that person, call that person uh, after you get their number. You know, I didn't go into this with any expectations, but there is going to be some like natural catching back up where, you know, both people aren't sure what to talk about or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really good practice for me to go into something with no expectations. And yeah, I just discovered somebody like, I mean, their voice wasn't what I remembered it as, uh, you know, and just a whole host of other things, you know, we were talking about other people that we'd grown up with and whatnot. And um, yeah, it was just really interesting. And in a way I got to kind of remember more about who I was as a child during Mm -hmm. those times. And so it was really, yeah, it was really helpful for me. Yeah. But Um, I also liked how, because then you were talking about like, you know, we are in very different places now and um, like, you know, we might not have this new friendship going forward, but it actually helped close the loop. Because I think oftentimes you think back on childhood friends and you're like, oh, what we had was so good. Like we are such good friends or this or that. Like, and then you kind of think there's something that could still be there. Right. And it's always in the back of your mind of like, oh, maybe we could still be best friends. And so I thought that was interesting where you're like, well, now I kind of just close that loop in my mind of like, we had a great time. We were friends, but it's not something I need to maybe re-engage with over and over again because yeah, we nostalgia. are in different places now. Definitely. And nostalgia can be uh, very, very tricky. And it's also, you know, there's a very high chance that you're just going to find that, uh, you know, your friendship or your childhood thing was just a result of like you know, spatial mm-hmm. proximity where you're just close. It was convenient, you know, a whole host of other factors. And that's Okay. It's yep. okay for people to, you know, move on, become different, all good. And the high school friend, that was a bit of a shock because I was doing the research on person, the person. I didn't actually get to reconnect with them, sadly, because what I found was an obituary. Mm-hmm. And that was just a good reminder that, you know, you should look back and try to do the best you can at saying, you know, reconnecting at getting in touch with people while you have the opportunity because you might not always have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that was sad, but it's also just a powerful reminder that things aren't promised and you really have to enjoy the day and the people that are there while they're there. Um, The friend from college that I hadn't seen in a really long time. So we both uh, lived in the same house for a while. Then we dropped out of school at the same time to join the military. And well, so let's see what happened. So the three guys I live with, we all dropped out of school at the same time. Uh, we all joined the military in kind of a staggered format. First, my one roommate did, then I did, and then this guy did. Mm-hmm. And so just catching up with him was kind of cool to hear about the uh, deployments that he had been on. And we just caught up about, yeah, where he was at, where he was, where he was working. And it was a really good good exercise for me because I had felt guilty for a long time on my final deployment. I, his mom died and we had been really close and I, you know, I'd I'd sent her like flowers and notes and different things like that because, you know, we had been really sick. Yeah. When she was sick, she was sick with cancer and I'd 
just, I'd always felt guilty about not being there for, for him, for the funeral when that happened. So I, you know, didn't get to let go of that completely, but I did feel a bit lighter after talking with him because, uh, yeah, it was just something I was holding on to and it was really, uh, bothering me in the back of my head. <laughs> and so finally the best friend that was kind of like the most recent, uh, when I was very much an adult uh, on my final deployment, uh, just reconnecting with him was awesome and hearing how his family's doing, how his wife's doing. That was wonderful. They have a new daughter. That was really great because we had a more of a mature friendship and it was just evident by the nature of our conversation and catching up and talking about different life goals or, or whatnot. And it was just a great practice. So I would encourage anybody listening, like it's going to be a surefire way to grow yourself a little bit and to put yourself out there, have a kind of an uncomfortable conversation, but you know, you never know what type of loops you can close in your mind or what type of processes have been running in your head that you can kind of put to rest a yeah, little bit. That's what I was going to say. It's not just randomly reaching out to like, here's my list of 20 friends from elementary school. It's <laughs> either trying to figure out what the truth is around those open loops or yeah. what's still like, you know, heavy on your mind because your brain can only handle so much. So if you can close the loop, great. If you can, like you said, feel a little bit better, a little bit lighter like from doing something that maybe you felt like you didn't do before, like that's the ones that I think are best to follow up with and see what's there or not there. So then you can kind of move on and reduce For that sure. cognitive load. Like we talked about early on, such a good segue, huh? Great way to circle it back. Reduce the cognitive load. Have a great Monday. This week is going to be awesome for you. We'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday with tips on connecting deeply with those around you. See you tomorrow. Hey everyone, it's Chad and thank you so much for listening to Mission Daily. We appreciate you subscribing, sharing the show, leaving us a rating review. And for those of you who are interested, if you're an executive at a technology company, we want to talk with you. We work with a number of companies from Salesforce, five departments there, to companies like Splunk, Twilio, Katera, and so many more to create original content and marketing campaigns that get results. We would love to work with you, and we like nothing more than helping large enterprises succeed. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.